Answers. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Who's coming through the door? I think we've met somewhere before. Well, we have, as a matter of fact. We got company, Howard. Company. Hello, love. Where in the world have you been so long? I missed you so since you've been gone. Hello, love. Well, they've been gone about six weeks or so, but they are back again. Make yourself feel right at home. I hope you plan on staying long. Come in, love. So, are you going to stay for a while? We'll stay. You stay for stay for a little bit. Okay. We'll All right. Good. Good. Yeah. Are you comfortable? Have you made yourself right at home here? I see. I think we have. Yeah. Bob Sliders tried to take uh, good care of you. Got you something to drink. Everything's uh, settled in there. All We're right. Good. Uh, it is time for the manager and the mayor. We do this uh, every so often from Moundsville. Uh, we have. Um, uh, Rick Healy is with us and Sarah Woodshaw. We'll talk to them in a minute. Uh, it's 37 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 36 the Highlands. Still 38 in Elm Grove. 37 here still, Bob? 37. 37 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. Partly cloudy today, but some sunshine will mix in. Sunshine, I said, we'll see today. Uh, rain showers after sunset tonight. High today around 47. Tomorrow, pretty much the same. Maybe not even any sun tomorrow. But then the weekend's going to be nice. Nice clear skies, sunny skies. will be in the 50s for the weekend. So all in all, not a bad day. A couple of quick things I wanted to get to here up front, Bob. I know, remember, you always wanted, uh, pal, to save the uh, Sportsman Club uh, uh, letters. Yeah, they're still up there, Howard. I think they are. They're still up there. In a similar vein, folks from the old uh, OVMC, Wanted to save those OVG Big letters, letters yeah, real big letters. Apparently, according to a story from our friend D.K. Wright on the Big 7. She would know. They uh, they they are going to be able to save those letters and use them. So now, what are they going to do with them? Well, that's – I, I, I do not know about that. Uh, but uh, apparently they are going to be able to uh, to use those big OBGH letters. Well, that's great. I, I My suggestion would be, but I don't think they're going to do this, Take those and put them, make make them into a little sign on the campus of the new of the the, the new cancer center. Have a little spot there with OVGH, maybe a little grassy area with a, some benches or something, and just just in memory of what used to be there. That would be my suggestion. I, that is not I'm what's not, on the table. I'm okay. not seeing anybody saying that, but I think that's what they would do. I think that'd be a great idea, Howard. I haven't been down the uh, center wheeling. Uh, I, I wonder how fast it's all coming down. Oh, fast, much faster than I expected. I, I have only seen it a couple a couple times, but I've seen a lot of pictures on online. My wife has gone down a couple times. Uh, it, it, things are really starting to uh, go down. So there you go. Um, <laughs> oh my God, my good friend John McCabe. <laughs> That's old news. We reported it weeks ago. Okay. <laughs> All right, John. I. I I appreciate that, my friend. I appreciate that. Hey, I read the paper every day, John. It's okay. I just just this picked me. I picked it up from here. Uh, still no plan for the future, John says with those letters. So, all right, there we go. Another story from the Intel this morning, Bob, which kind of surprised me. The Mall Center building is up for sale. The uh, Mall Center right across from the old Stone and Thomas building, ten-story uh, Mall Center building is up for sale. One point seven million dollars. If you'd like to buy it. Uh, I know at one time that was the tall. I don't have that kind of money, Rick. I was going to hit you guys up a little bit. Uh, at one time, that was the tallest building in Wheeling. Is it still the tallest building in Wheeling? No, I don't think so. I think West Bank will probably over, overrise it now. But one time it was. One time it was the Holly building. Right. And the Hollies were distant relatives of mine. So when I was a little kid, I always called it my building because it was the Holly building. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the mall center. Um, uh you remember, Howard, when Bray Carey threw us out on uh, 16th Street, we, we went up looked up there, and my vertigo kicked in. I mean, we were at the top floor looking out over the river, and that, Rick, that is an incredible view. Beautiful vista. But I really mean, I mean, I, I had to hold on to something because I was feeling dizzy. Yeah, exactly. And I believe, if I am not mistaken, God knows if I am, McCabe will tell me. Uh, if I am not mistaken, I think um, 
at one time, Roxby was trying to buy that building. When Roxby was buying all of these things around town, the McClure and the Scottish Rite, at one time, the rumor was they were going to try and buy the mall center, too. So um, I think I'm right. Again, if I'm wrong, I'm sure John will tell me. But I, I think that was the case. Anyway, stories on the front page of the Morning Intel today. Mall Center building in Wheeling is up for sale. Uh, 1.7. You know, well, actually, that does not sound like a tr- tremendous I mean, I can't buy it. But that doesn't sound like <laughs> a whole We know people lot who could, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a whole lot to me for a building like that. It's going to be right smack in the midst of... I mean, right at one of the key development areas in downtown when the— Got a garage that goes with it? When the uh, when the uh, the streetscape is finished, mm-hmm. when the Wheeling Inn is down and all of those stuff is built there, whatever they're going to build there, uh, the Capitol is already renovated. It's actually going to be right in the midst of an important part of town. I, I don't know. that. Why, so, hey, somebody out there with the money, go get it. I think $1.7 million is, is not I, not bad. What do you think, Sarah? We ought to go together, maybe? Between the two of us, we can pull that off. Hey, you can make it a Moundsville branch. There you go. <laughs> the Wheeling branch of Moundsville. Right. All right, I just want to share those stories with you. Uh, we're going to get into the Mound Town. That's coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's 8.14, quarter after the hour here, almost, for our Thursday. Whether you're a flooring professional or a DIYer, the Flooring Center is here to help. Offering over 50 brands of the best carpet, vinyl, ceramic tile, hardwood, and laminate, the Flooring Center in Wheeling has all of your answers. With generations of experience, their flooring professionals offer full design and drafting on-site for your convenience. Competitive prices on material and installation allows them to work with any budget. So stop in today. The Flooring Center in Wheeling. Better floors, better prices. Weekends are made for sports, and Saturday mornings are all sports here on the Watchdog, West Virginia Football Scoreboard, Ohio Sports Magazine, the good old boys on sports, with Bear and Bob at 8 with your calls, and complete coverage of the NFL, college, and local high school action on the Paul Harris Law Office Sports Huddle from 9 to noon. Saturday morning sports. From the Ohio Valley's leader in live and local sports coverage, The Watchdog. The Watchdog. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or The Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery-powered tools, from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be one of the first people in my family to go to college. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I could still hold while I served part-time. That job, along with the benefits I got through the West Virginia Army National Guard, helped me buy my first home. I also know that I'll be one of the first to respond if the Ohio Valley ever needs me during a natural disaster. I'm Sergeant Andrea Gump, and if you'd like to join my team, visit www.nationalguard.com wv for more information. Or check out our Instagram or what Facebook your at WeGuard West new checking and savings accounts with a very low balance required. Online bill pay and debit cards issued right away. I would like that. What if that bank had extended hours every business day and were open on Saturdays and most holidays? That's incredible. And if all their accounts had low fees or no fees? That's money in the bank. The right bank. Open your checking and savings account at Main Street Bank. You deserve a bank this good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Looking to buy or sell a home? For a reliable, experienced agent that has been serving the tri-state area for over 30 years, contact Denise Pavlik, Realtor Salesperson with Paul Associates in the Glendale Marshall County office at 304-281-5250. If you're looking for an affordable hotel with comfortable accommodations and a friendly staff, make sure to book your stay at Sleep In and Suites in Moundsville. It's a non-smoking hotel with an experience that is comfortable and soothing. With no shortage of comfy, fluffy pillows on a cozy bed, you're sure to have a great night's sleep. They also offer complimentary breakfast, free Wi-Fi. They have tons of amenities and they're located in the heart of Moundsville. 
Book a room now at sleepinmoundsville.com. Are you concerned about losing your home or automobile if you file for bankruptcy protection? Find out if you would lose any property by calling Tom McIntyre at 304-232-8600 or have a free chat conference with his office online at mcintyrelaw.com. Tom has helped thousands of people in our area. He can answer these questions for you. Call 304-232-8600 or check him out online and have a free chat conference. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Beware, man, I've been in beware, man. Cross the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I'll travel, I've had my share, man. I've been in everywhere. 8, 19, 19 after the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, I'm Howard Monroe. Bob Slider is behind the board, and uh, we have three guests here in the studio with us, Bob. One, two, uh, who am I missing, Howard? Baby Mayor. Yes. <laughs> Baby Mayor. Mayor Wood Shaw is pregnant. Well, congratulations, Mayor. Congratulations. I did not know that. Uh-huh. Thank you very See, much. A, it, it stunned me to learn that, too. I, I, say, I can count to three, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> so, ba- Baby Mayor is here with us as well, as along with Rick Ely and uh, Mayor Wood Shaw. Well, congratulations. That's wonderful. Thank you. It will be our first child, so we're very excited. Are you feeling good? I, mean, I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling you good. You look right terrific. Now. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Good. I'm glad to hear that. When when he or she is born, will you bring him to council? Of course, yes. <laughs> raise him up, raise it'll, him or her up, right? It'll be a she. It'll so be. Oh, you she, know that. Yes. Okay, all right. I, I never want to ask that unless somebody wants to say that. She'll make her appearance. I told my husband, you'll have to get her dressed and bring her to a council meeting to see how everything goes, <laughs> make an appearance. <laughs> and he said, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I don't think he was surprised. He, he knows me well at this point, so he said, okay. <laughs> uh, serious question, does that... Does that change the way you think about your political, uh, you know, involvement? I mean, would would having a child does that change your thoughts about whether you want to not leave council, but would you run again? Would you want to be mayor again? That kind of thing. Personally, it does not change my involvement. I think it makes me want to be involved even more. Um, Bringing a child into growing up in Moundsville is something that I'm very excited about. So I want to continue to work towards the development of our community and, and make it a place that. I am excited to raise my baby there and continue to to make it as such. So it only invigorates me in terms of council. You know, if you have another political campaign, uh, an advertisement could be, I've helped to grow the population of this town. Yes. I've done my duty. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to say, I just, I've helped to grow the population of this town. Yes. Uh, that's, that's good. Well, again, congratulations. Thank you. That's, I appreciate that. Rick, um, well, I assume you're not pregnant, so I don't know. <laughs> Lord, I hope not. That would be breaking news. <laughs> that would be that'll be even br- more breaking yes. news than, than Sarah. Yes, indeed. How are you doing, sir? Doing well, thank you, Howard. Appreciate you guys both coming in this morning. Every- Was that the breaking news? I missed my cue. That, no, yeah, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> oh, okay, cue me, Rick. That's still coming. <laughs> that's uh, that's still coming. But uh, every couple of uh, months, maybe every six weeks or so, I like to get uh, these two together. And talk about what's happening uh, in Moundsville, uh, both in terms of government activities, business activities, just the overall uh, city, which seems to be uh, certainly, again, I say this all the time, I think it's one of our more growing and thriving communities here in the upper Ohio Valley. Um, I, I don't know if it's your credit or not, but, I will, <laughs> but I, I'll give you credit if you want to. But I think things are, are things still going well? They are. And, and I think it, it's, it's such a joint effort as, as you know Howard I can't do this Sarah can't do it our employees can't do any of this alone it's it's all of us working together and we've got a really good I see group. I try and say I can do it all by myself and then Slider says oh yeah what if I don't <laughs> what if I don't turn your mic yeah, on Bob walks yeah, out right. you're done I'm done exactly exactly <laughs> correct yes I'm sorry go ahead. no that's fine and and I think you know our, our group on council has the right idea um We've got a good vision from from the administration standpoint. The employees all are buying into everything, and um, things are going well right now. And, and we're 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 happy about that. But it does take the entire group to make things happen. How is the construction of the new city building coming? This is a major project for you. It is major project. Um, you know, the original cost for the uh, hard costs were about eleven million dollars. With soft costs, will be over twelve. But um, going well um, after some delays, as you know, we talked about last time. We've been on a pretty good roll lately, and um, we're we're looking at a, a summer completion date. Uh, we don't know exactly yet. We're 
we're in the May, June, July range probably. Um, the milder weather this year through the winter has helped. Has helped, yeah. Um, but while they've been working on the outside and, and had some delays with, with block laying because of some, some freezing temperatures, we've continued to work on the inside. So um, actually the, the third floor uh, and the second floor are already painted um, and, you know, everything's in place. So, so it's going well. The, the installation is uh, of the, the doors is upcoming on the inside. Um, you know, a lot of the HVAC is completed and the, the fire suppression system, those things are, they're pretty much done at this point. I, I, you know, I know that the building will be a benefit to those who work in there. You know, uh, you will have that palatial office with velvet drapes and stuff. Uh, in, in, absolutely. Have, absolutely. <laughs> and council will have those velvet padded chairs. Oh, and it's so going to be so nice. So we know it's good for the, the employees. Sure. And so how does having a new building help the citizens of Moundsville? Well, a couple of things. I think, number one, we designed this building around a drive-through pay window. Okay. Uh, a drive-through pay window was one of the things that we said in the beginning we wanted to have. Um, it's difficult for a lot of people to get in and out. Um, even though we have drop boxes, people do like to come in and pay their bills uh, with the bill in hand and get it stamped paid. Um, and so this drive-through pay window is, is going to be just like a bank window, and it will allow citizens to drive in and make any of their payments for water, garbage, uh, municipal fee, any of those bills at one location, uh, one time without getting out of their car. So, so that's a big plus. Uh, we think that's going to be well received, and I expect that over the next few years, we'll see the larger portion of our payments coming in that route. Um, so that is is number one. Number two is the the location of council chambers and the way that the building is set up is going to be so much more uh, flowing uh, to the, to the public. Uh, the building will have the police department in it and the fire department in it, so we're all in one location. But we have a 24-hour dispatch center as well. So the building is open technically 24 hours a day. Um, that will make things a lot easier when we have evening meetings and things like that. And the ability for citizens to come in and talk to anybody that works in that building will be so much easier. Uh, we have a small conference room right off the lobby that will be, uh, I think, will become one of the the, the most used rooms in that building and that'll be a place for you know the building inspectors to meet with somebody or or i'd meet with somebody without getting them into our offices and having them stroll through the main part of the office i think you hit on it with a convenience factor rick i think it's going to be very nice for citizens to be able to come into a one-stop shop and do everything they need to do city business wise under one roof so it will be municipal services it will be fire it will be Police department, public safety, building inspectors, your water department. Will and be now in you're in different places. Some of those Correct. are scattered around. Right. Since <clears throat> previous to the uh, demolition, uh, the police department was has been located off site for mm -hmm. a number of years now, maybe 10 years or so, I'm guessing. Um, the building inspectors and the fire department section was demoed and, and initially to do the building, and they're off site now as well. Um, but in the end, yes, we'll all be together. We'll have everybody in the city. Uh, together, and I think that'll be a, a lot better for the citizens as well as for management of people. Uh, did I hear you say earlier you, the council took a tour of the building recently? We did, yes. We had the opportunity to tour the whole building a few weeks ago, and it is, it's really coming along. Um, like Rick said, on the inside, there's a lot finished on the inside that you might not even be able to tell when you're driving past and looking at the outside of the building. So there's a lot of uh, space available, which we do not have now, which will be nice for our police, our fire department, um, all of the city employees. So it's going to be a, a great benefit not only for our employees but for the citizens. What about parking we're going to have a parking lot that'll be located where our current building is okay uh, so once our building is demolished after we move in that'll be made into a parking lot and of course there is still on-street parking pretty much all around the building and, and will be at that point too kind of text here and i don't know if this uh, ask rick and the mayor um what happened with the wall falling down at the city building did a wall uh, i see rick is looking like he wishes somebody hadn't asked that question <laughs> Well, there, there was a, uh, a wall that collapsed last week uh, from an adjoining property. Okay. Um, was it a two-foot, two three-foot wall? It wasn't a no, – you're thinking of a wall of a building. Yeah, no, th this was not a, a wall that was part of our building. Uh, so I think that's a huge step um, in allowing citizens to – 
have that unfettered ability to our finances if anyone has questions we'll be able to post stories on there and say here's how we're using the one percent sales tax here's what the breakdown is here's what we've done in parks and rec in arts and culture and it will be a huge step in the right direction i believe and that program incidentally howard will be kicked off next tuesday the uh, auditor mccuskey will be visiting our council meeting and, and we'll be kicking that program off that night it's it's done it's been we've been working on it behind the scenes for the last few months uh, it's ready to be released to the public, and it will be after uh, the auditor announces it Tuesday night at our council. I want to take a quick break. Before I do that, any other sort of updates that you want to give me real quick, either one of you? We can talk more later, but anything else you want to bring up here right now? I can see you're not sure. Let me take a, let me, <laughs> let's let, take a break. Let me take a break. I have some Nothing things. Nothing really <laughs> quick. We have need okay. time. All right. We'll take, we'll take some time after we take time right now to hear Taylor Long in the Ohio Valley headlines. Good Thursday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this February the 1st. As Human Trafficking Awareness Month draws to a close, it doesn't signify the end of the relentless efforts by local organizations to combat the issue. Last night at St. Michael Parish in Wheeling, several groups came together to educate the public on the issue and to introduce them to organizations they can volunteer with. Amy Carl Meesill, the head of the pro-life group at St. Michael Parish in Wheeling, tells us that a lot of the human trafficking they are seeing in the area goes hand in hand with drug addiction. She says that one of the biggest goals is to educate the young and give them the tools they need to handle themselves if they ever find themselves in a situation involving human trafficking. Some continuing coverage. An investigation is ongoing after a man was shot in the face on I-470 in Pulteney Township. The Ohio State Highway Patrol's St. Clairsville Barracks says they received a 911 phone call that a truck driver had been shot near mile marker 3 on the westbound side. Ellenboro resident Michael Brundage was discovered by troopers with a gunshot wound to the face. EMS service were then called in and he was taken to the hospital. Troopers say they, he was alert and conscious at the time of being taken in. And a quick traffic update this morning. Beginning today through February 16th, a section of Wiley Ridge Road in Weirton will be reduced to one lane from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. for tree trimming. Traffic will be managed by flaggers. Delays are expected, so consider alternate routes. That would be County Route 11 or WV2. Schedule may change due to weather or unforeseen circumstances. And in Ohio County, a portion of West Virginia Route 2 at 1115 Main Street in Wheeling will be restricted to one lane from 8.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. today for gas line maintenance. Commuters in the area are advised to slow down and expect delays. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Thursday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Jesse Edwards' return to the Coliseum is double-figure big as the Mountaineers knock off the Bearcats. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Caridi. That story coming up on today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. With the Kroger app, shopping online with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store. Same low prices, same personalized deals, same rewards on the same high-quality items like Honeycrisp apples and pasta sauce with no hidden fees or markups. It's one small click for groceries, one big win for busy families everywhere. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Kroger always gives you savings and rewards on top of our lower than low prices. And when you download the Kroger app, you can enjoy over $500 in savings every week with digital coupons. Plus, you can earn fuel points to save up to $1 per gallon at the pump. And with a Boost membership, you'll save even more with double fuel points and free delivery. So you can always save big every day with our savings and rewards. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The Mountaineer basketball team played six full weeks this season without standout center Jesse Edwards. He returned last Saturday against Oklahoma State from a wrist injury. Just got his feel back. Last night inside the WVU Coliseum, Edwards went big. 
playing 29 minutes and leading West Virginia to a victory over the Cincinnati Bearcats by a final score of 69-65. to Edwards showing no signs of rust as he scored 16 of his 24 points in the second half. It was part of a double-double effort for Edwards, who also finished with 10 rebounds. West Virginia battled back from a 10-point deficit with just over six and a half minutes to play, thanks in large part to efficient passing from Kerr Carissa, who finished up with seven assists. Carissa was joined in the double-figure scoring column by teammates Quinn Slazinski, who finished up with 15, and Raekwon Battle, who scored 10 points, including a go-ahead three late in the game. Statistically, West Virginia got it done by outshooting Cincinnati. The Mountaineers finished the game at 47% from the field. Cincinnati shoots just 38%, but the big storyline was free throw shooting. West Virginia, in fact, made twice as many free throws as Cincinnati attempted. WVU went 16 of 28 at the foul line. UC took just eight free throws the entire night and made six of those. Final score, it's West Virginia 69 and Cincinnati 65. Next up for the Golden Blue. BYU Saturday in Morgantown. That is today's Mountaineer Report brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. Judge Ron Wilson was born and raised his family here in West Virginia. He is the most experienced judge in our mountain state. During his years serving the citizens of Hancock, Brook, and Ohio counties, Judge Wilson was selected to sit on the Supreme Court, was voted Judge of the Year, and was selected in 2023 for judicial excellence. Let's keep Judge Ron Wilson. I'm Judge Ron Wilson, and I respectfully ask for your vote. Paid for by the committee to keep Ron Wilson judge. Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. It don't hurt anymore. All my teardrops are dried. No more walking the floor with that burning inside. We often say Thursdays are uh, country bumper music. Man, this is country. <laughs> this is. I'm sure this song is played in Moundsville many, many times. Huh? <laughs> Rick is really enjoying it. Yeah, Rick, yeah. Rick's singing along. Rick's yeah. a big Hank Snow guy. I know that. I think maybe I karaoke this song once. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Rick Healy is with us, with a Moundsville city manager, and the mayor of Moundsville, Sarah Woodshaw, is here with us as well. And uh, we are talking about what's going on in the Mound Town. And I ask you, well, first of all, I have a text here. Is there any chance of any large employment increase coming to town, like a factory or something of that nature? Uh, we don't have anything that, that we're aware of at this point. The problem that we have in Moundsville is, is available land. Um, there are major um, projects going on south of Moundsville down at the Cavestro site uh, with TCL. Um, those will bring some employment. But it, within the city limits of Moundsville, we're so limited on <clears throat> available space and land that um, the possibility of a factory is difficult. Especially within city limits. It's just, like you said, limited availability. Rick and I do meet with Josh Jefferson, the executive director of the Regional Economic Development Mm -hmm. Partnership, once a month. We have a meeting today at 10, actually. Mm -hmm. So to keep up on um, any new updates that they might have about businesses that are interested in not only coming into Moundsville, but the community and the region as well. Um, First of all, you made me think, how closely do you two work together? You two. You two. Sarah and I? Yes. Oh, very we, closely. We probably yeah. talk uh, every day. At least once yeah. a day, yeah. Okay. Business, uh, so let's talk about business. Um, no large factory or major increase like that, but uh, how, are, do you have other things on the horizon business-wise? Well, we do. Of course, you know that the Aldi store opened up um, recently in Moundsville. That was a, a huge uh, benefit to Moundsville. Not only did it take out a an older, uh, dilapidated structure that was right along Route 2 uh, and, and becoming unsightly uh, with a new, you know, beautiful store, um, that spurs more development. Um, now we have more traffic in that plaza than we've had in years. Um, there's a, a parcel adjacent to the Aldi building that uh, we believe is going to be filled relatively soon with a business. 
Uh, I can't really divulge that at this point, but I think we'll see something in there soon. And then they're doing a major um, renovation of the plaza just north of that uh, that houses the Ace Hardware and the Domino's Pizza uh, and Grand El Patron restaurant with uh, tearing off the old facade and, and, and putting a new facade up. Um, renovating the interior of the old Hudson Fitness Center there for new business and redoing that parking lot with lighting and everything. So so we're going to see some development in that area as well. We also have our TIF district, which is Tax Increment Financing District, down where the car wash and the new hotel was located. So it spans all the way down to the riverfront, and that was a project that we worked with Red on as well to try to incentivize and encourage businesses to locate in that area because there are some open spaces <coughs> along that area. Moundsville is interesting in terms of business because you have – a couple of different, I won't call them business district, but business areas. You have a couple yep. of the plazas where there's business. Your sort of your, quote, local business is right there on Jefferson Avenue. That's kind of right. where the, the old hometown mm-hmm. businesses are. Um, but you really have a couple of business centers uh, around town, yeah, retail the, centers, basically. Yeah, the, the route to is the commercial district, mm-hmm. and, and those are, generally speaking, your larger, um, more uh, chain-oriented type businesses. Uh, downtown on Jefferson, of course, is the historic business district. And those are, as you said, the more locally owned, smaller stores um, that are unique to uh, to areas. What's happening with Jefferson Avenue? I, I keep hearing some things going on down there. We have a couple of different things yeah. happening on Jefferson Avenue. So we established an exterior business improvement program with our 1% sales tax. And this is just a small pilot program. It's something that we haven't tried before. So it is on Jefferson from 2nd to 5th Street. If you own a business or rent a business in that area, we do have a small pot of funding. It's a matching grant that you're able to apply for. You're able to get up to $2,000 and then you can match that. And that is for exterior improvements, whether you might need windows or signage or um anything on the outside of your building that's going to beautify it and uh, make it look nicer on Jefferson Avenue. So we do, we do still have funding left for that program. And that was passed by council probably about six, seven months ago or so. Another ex- And people are taking advantage of it. Yes. Yes. We, we've heard that the businesses um, are excited about it and are taking advantage of it. I believe we've had at least one project completed right. so far. I, I think we've approved signage. five applications and we have one that's been completed so far. Mm-hmm. And the one that's been completed was for signage. It was for a business that moved across the street from one location to another. And so they have a, a beautiful new sign across the front of it there that, that was paid for in part by that by that grant. So things are going pretty good on the, the local business front, too. I guess. Yeah, and I you, think And so. you've got some of the more national chains or franchises are, yeah. are showing up around town, Aldi's and some things like that. So. Right. We get a, a lot of people ask for, for more restaurants. Uh, you know, we, we do have Isn't our, that funny? You can't have you enough can't have restaurants. Enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would love to see, uh, while we all love our local restaurants, we do, um, we would love to see a, a, a casual-type restaurant Chili's Chili's Rick along that line Bob a Chili's uh, TGI Fridays something along the Applebee's along that line where you can take a family in uh, or you can go uh, take a date there that you know and and order with a pretty good size menu Um, the location for that ideally uh, would be in that TIF district Mm -hmm. which is down by the hotel Um, unfortunately we don't own that land the hotel does right but they are marketing it, and they continue to look for somebody to take that. Uh, you know, I people sometimes criticize me because I, I firmly believe in supporting your local independent businesses and restaurants in particular. God sure. knows, <coughs> Slider and I keep them all in business, <laughs> but I don't have a single problem with franchises. Uh, you know, well-managed franchises. I mean, they. they those bring something different generally to an area. I, th- I think you need them both. You know, there are times when I want to go to Uncle Pete's, and there are times when I, I'm, I'm talking about wheeling here, but go to Uncle Pete's, and there are times I want to go to Red Lobster. Right. They're just two different experiences. And, and some people say, why, why would you do that? You know, why don't you support all local? Well, I, I like a mix of things. I sure. think it's important. You know? Sure. Absolutely. And Bob clearly wants chilies. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Well, I mean, there's nothing around here. You got to go to Morgantown or Pittsburgh. <laughs> we'll, st- we'll, we'll get on that, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it, Rick. Thank hey, you. <clears throat> while we're on Jefferson Avenue, um, Bob, if, <clears throat> do you have any uh, anything you'd like to play for us there? Maybe some uh, 
some some breaking news. Drum roll. <laughs> that was it. That was it. That's that good was enough. It. That was the breaking news. Of the breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> so we're, we'll break this this morning. Um, the city of Moundsville had applied in 2023 to the state of West Virginia to become an on-track community. That's like a Main Street type thing, right? It is it the is. predecessor mm-hmm. to Main Street. Okay, all right. Yeah, so you're required to do the on-track program first. For two uh, years. For two years, and then move into Main Street if you if you desire. Um, they hadn't awarded any communities since COVID. Uh, so this year, uh, we made the application. We passed the first round. Uh, the second round involved a site, a site visit. Uh, we met with the representatives from Charleston, talked to them a lot about the program, and then we took them around and um, and we met some of the business owners. And this program will be in our historic business district, which is second to fifth. And um, well, the district extends, but second to fifth is the on-track district, including the Strand Theater. And uh, they they really liked our downtown, um, so. We did get approval. We found out uh, about a week and a half ago that we were selected as one of West Virginia's new, newest on-track communities. And there'll be a, um, a presentation in Charleston upcoming uh, to kick that off. And we're excited about that to, to hear about that. And what does it mean? I mean, what, what is the value of that? It, it is, it's all about promotion of your business district, economic vitality, historic preservation is a large part of it. So it is all about your small business districts, trying to develop those, provide small businesses with the capacity to perhaps expand, looking at diversification, what we have now, what we need in the area. They provide a lot of technical support um, from organizations in Charleston that are skilled in historic preservation. And if your building is deemed historical, how to do those updates that you might need on the outside of your building. So there are a lot of different prongs to it, and there's a lot of community development in it as well. So you're required to have a board for on track, and then you're required to have four different subcommittees in that promotion, economic vitality, historic preservation. Um, so you have business owners, you might have people from the Chamber of Commerce, um, just interested citizens that are wanting to be part of the program. So it's something we are really looking forward to doing, and we'll be learning more about it um, after the full announcements made. <laughs> but I believe only three maybe three communities were selected across the state of West Virginia. And it's something that Rick and I have both been talking about since we came on board together in, in 2019. Um, something we've been continually emailing and saying, when, when is it going to be open again? We'd like to apply. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we were happy when we saw they were accepting new communities and then even more thrilled to receive that honor. Well, that's great. Yeah, yeah that's great. It, it is exciting. In fact, when I got the email that we were approved, I texted Sarah and said, are you somewhere where you can read an email? And she said, yeah, and I forwarded it to her. And she said, I was hoping that's what you were talking about. (laughs) Very good. Let me do our final break of the morning, and then a couple of things I want to follow up on with you guys as well. It's almost 10 to the hour here. We are the Watchdog Morning Show. It's the manager and the mayor from Moundsville here. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. Attention Ohio Valley neighbors. Are you ready to embark on a journey to find your perfect home sweet home? Meet Kelly Kent, your trusted companion in the world of real estate. Step into a world of reliability, trustworthiness, and integrity as Kelly takes you by the hand to explore the possibilities waiting for you in the Ohio Valley. Kelly Kent isn't just a salesperson slash realtor. She's a devoted community member dedicated to enhancing the lives of her neighbors. With a heart for service and a passion for creating lasting connections, Kelly is here to make your real estate dreams come 
true. Do you have an elderly family member looking to downsize? Kelly specializes in seniors' real estate, ensuring a seamless transition to a home that suits your loved one's lifestyle and needs. Kelly Kent understands that a home is more than just four walls. It's a place where memories are made and dreams come alive. Kelly Kent, turning keys, opening doors, and welcoming you to the home you've always imagined. Call today and let the journey begin. Call 304-559-8501. This is Kelly Kent from Cannon and Cannon Realtors, Robert D. Kennan Broker, and I just want to say, let's go Knights. HP Excavating and Septic Cleaning has been serving the Ohio Valley for 48 years, offering septic, plumbing, repair, insulation, and excavation work. Don't let just any company work on your septic system. Call us today at 304-242-7443. Our number one business is your number two. How tough are you? It's the 43rd annual Budweiser Tough Man Contest. Co-sponsored by WTOV9, Eagle 107.5, Wheeling, Ohio County CBB, Thomas Auto Centers, The World Gym, Jill's Gentleman's Club, A Class Act, ICR Equipment Rental, Sales and Supply, and Honda Direct Line. Coming February 16th and 17th to Wheeling's West Banco Arena. If you think you're tough enough and willing to get in the ring and prove it, sign up to fight at WBToughman.com. Ladies, if you want to be a ring girl and strut your stuff in the ring sign up at wvtoughman.com tickets go on sale this saturday at the west banco arena box office or online at westbancoarena.com it's the 43rd annual budweiser tough man contest coming february 16th and 17th to wheeling's west banco arena planning to stay in wheeling tough man weekend the wheeling ohio county cvb is offering special hotel rates for tough man fighters ring girls and fans for details visit wvtoughman.com get your tickets today and tough it out Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. That big eight wheeler rolling down the track means your true love and daddy ain't coming back because I'm moving on. I'll soon be gone. This is your kind of music, I isn't like it, Rick? I like it. He's a country boy. He's a good old boy, Howard. Good old boy. I can tell that. I can tell that. Uh, it's 8 before the hour here at Watchdog Morning Show. The manager and the mayor from Moundsville are here, Rick Healy and Sarah Woodshaw, uh, talking about a couple of things off the Frio Stack Auction Service text line. And I will preface this by saying I think this is, quite frankly, a moot point, but that's my opinion. Do you support the cracker plant if it ever comes? It very well may be a moot point, but uh, I, I, and I've told people when they've asked before, Howard, I think the cracker plant brings a lot of good to the area from the economic side of things. Um, it, it would spur so many uh, downstream businesses and, and jobs. Does it have its downfalls? Absolutely, it does. Um, from a, an environmental standpoint, there's questions. Uh, e- even when you start thinking about light pollution mm-hmm. uh, on our on our you know, our, our uh, riverfront area. Um, but I, I think that the, the traffic that would be developed from it, uh, you know, you can walk into a restaurant in Moundsville and pretty much get a seat. Uh, that would change completely, at least during, especially during construction, construction. of that, uh, you know, congestion on roads and things. So I, I'm not going to say whether I support it or not. I think it would be good for the region in some ways, but, but, could could be bad in other ways. I don't. I, I don't think it's ever coming. So I, I think it's again. I think it's a moot point. But that's me. I agree. And, and you know, we've we've heard about it for years and years. And I said I will believe it when I see construction in that area. And I think this is a question that we get asked a lot. That's actually out of our control because we're on the West Virginia side. And right. This it's is being it's going to be in Ohio. in Ohio. So I think whether we agree or disagree with it, it doesn't impact um, whether that cracker plant's coming. So I do agree with Rick in that there would be huge positives and there would be a lot of negatives for it as well. Um, looking at the housing market, I think our rental prices, we always hear that they are still increase due to um, an influx of -of out-of-town workers. So that would only continue to perhaps outprice or um, push out the local population that are looking at rentals and housing prices. So a lot of things to consider with that. But like Rick said, so many new businesses would pop up um, from a city city perspective. It would increase um, our 1% tax increase probably our our B&O tax if we had some um, uh, adjacent businesses locating in our area. So there would be a lot of benefits um, from a city perspective also. All right. That's off the Frio Stack Auction Service text line 304-214-1600. Just a couple of minutes left. I want to talk about something, I guess, maybe more more philosophical. Um, We have Wheeling Mayor Glenn Elliott now running uh, for the Democratic nomination for the U.S. Senate seat. Mm -hmm. 
we have Huntington's mayor, uh, Steve Williams, mm -hmm. running for the Democratic. Well, nobody else is running, but he's Democrat for uh, governor. And I've done a couple of shows about this recently. Uh, it seems to me, and I'm going to say the Democrat Party because they're the ones who have to find more people, but I think it's probably true anywhere. I wonder if we aren't beginning to look to the cities, the municipalities, to the local communities for more of our political leadership instead of recycling a lot of the same, you know, statewide figures or lawyers or what have you, but instead finding folks who, because you guys, both of you really, but you guys are on the ground. You, yeah. you do the work of, of running a city, of coming up with the right ideas and so on. I don't know. I mean, I'm just throwing that out. What are your thoughts about that? I think there are two things with that, Howard. And I say this all the time, but I think one of the best parts of council is that we are non nonpartisan. So we do not run as Democrat or Republican. And there are very few things that come before us that are those type of political agendas. Right. So we just have the goal of making our community better and working together. And I like sitting on one side of the table and not necessarily knowing what the council member across from me believes politically. And I think that allows us to get more done because we don't fall into that gridlock of um, what the legislature does or what our federal government does. So I think when you work so closely with the community and they get to know you as a person and that you want to help develop the community instead of knowing you as a Democrat or Republican, I think that that could be helpful in a lot of the situations when you're running for um, a different election. You're not holding that political baggage. And I, I think the, the local leaders are down in the weeds with the people. Mm -hmm. They're our neighbors. They're the people we see when we go out to eat and we go to the store. Um, we talk to them on a regular basis. So the local control and local people, you understand what's happening really directly. Uh, the the, the more steps up you go, the more difficult that becomes. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think you're right. I think we understand what our people want maybe more than these recycled politicians that just continue to be state officials. Because we see them every day, too. We, we talk to the com community yep. and the citizens every day, and they have direct access to it, um, to us. My phone number, I don't know how many times it's been published in the Echo and the Intelligence or my personal phone number, and I take calls on that regularly. So I think that access that we have to citizens, we know what they're thinking. We know um, what they're wanting from the community, and I think that that can be different once you move up um, into higher levels. You know, it is interesting you talk about council is, of course, nonpartisan. And actually, I can see it, especially in Moundsville. I am aware of the, some of the political leanings of a couple of council members, at least. Sure. In outside council, they're very vocal with mm -hmm. their politics. Mm -hmm. But I watch what happens on council, and to a large extent, it's just what do we need to do to get things done for the city? It's Correct. That, that the politics that I hear out here from certain individuals don't come into the council chambers. Yeah, that Most goes, of the time, goes back to what I said in the very beginning. We're working together. We're all working together for that same goal to improve Moundsville, to make Moundsville better, regardless of your outside mm -hmm. political beliefs. Well, Bob is playing some more country music to get us out of here. <laughs> Guys, thank you very much for being here. I you're appreciate welcome. It. Glad to be us. here, as uh, always. Sarah, once again, when you, can I ask when you're due? May. May. Yes. Well, we'll probably have you back at least one more time before Sounds it Sounds good. Before that. So uh, <laughs> thanks for coming in, guys. We'll do it again sometime soon. The manager and the mayor from Moundsville are here, uh, and they're always happy to take your concerns at their offices or, Absolutely. you know, send them to me and I'll pass them on to them. There you go. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Thank you. Just about 9 o'clock here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Wheeling's Police Chief Sean Schwartzfeger coming in. We're going to talk about the crime stats of the past year. Some good news and bad news there. Some of the uh, most crime statistics were down, but the... Uh, uh, Drug-related crimes are up, including opioid deaths up dramatically. Uh, why and what can be done about it? Chief Schwartzweger coming up next. We are the Watchdog Morning Show. Where it's 9 o'clock. You stayed away too long. I'm through with you. Too bad you're blue. Keep moving on. WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY Moundsville. From ABC News, I'm Sherry Preston. A rare moment of bipartisanship on Capitol Hill as the House passes a bill aimed at helping low-income parents and big companies. Here's ABC's Stephen Portnoy in Washington. The measure would expand the child tax credit for some of the poorest working parents, particularly those who have multiple children. House Republicans were glad to support new research and development credits for businesses. But despite the overwhelming House approval, a leading GOP senator says the bill should die. 
Iowa's Chuck Grassley says passing a tax measure now would make President Biden, quote, look good and further his reelection efforts. Grassley says that would prevent an extension of the Trump tax cuts that expire next year. The bipartisanship continuing this morning at the National Prayer Breakfast. It's happening now on Capitol Hill. A warning from FBI Director Christopher Wray, who tells Congress that the Chinese are preparing to strike American infrastructure. ABC's Pierre Thomas with details. In a dramatic congressional hearing, the FBI director said that hacking and economic espionage from China is, quote, the defining threat of our generation. He said that China has secretly stepped up its electronic warfare, deploying what is being called the Vote Typhoon malware throughout the U.S. economic ecosystem. It targeted water treatment plants, our electrical grid, our oil and natural gas pipelines, and our transportation systems. Back-to-back storms taking aim at the West Coast. Heavy snow in some areas of California, damaging wind in others. And in places like Los Angeles, strong downpours. ABC's Alex Perez is there. It is coming down the L.A. River. Officials will be keeping a close eye on rising levels the next several days. Now, this storm is moving in from the north and could dump as much as half an inch of rain in some areas an hour. Even though layoffs remain historically low, the Labor Department says a number of Americans filing for jobless benefits rose last week to the highest level in nearly three months. You're listening to ABC News. Valentine's Day is here. This year, give the ultimate gift. Name a star after your sweetheart. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For 45 years, we've named millions of stars for celebrities, dignitaries, and individuals worldwide. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can give the most memorable gift. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333. Valentine's Day is here. This year, give the ultimate gift. Name a star after your sweetheart. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For 45 years, we've named millions of stars for celebrities, dignitaries, and individuals worldwide. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can give the most memorable gift. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333. No end in sight for the teacher strike in Newton, Massachusetts. Joining teachers on the picket line this week, National Education Association President Becky Pringle. You have the three million members of the largest labor union in this country. Today is the 10th day of kids missing school. Chris Bresky chairs the town school committee. My kids aren't going to school again. This is going too far. Teachers are demanding cost of living raises. The construction collapse in Boise, Idaho, killing three people and leaving nine more hurt, five of them critically, is being investigated. A private airplane hangar at an airport suddenly coming down. This man, Cody, saw it happen. I heard a, best way I could describe it is kind of uh, like a dog whining, like that. It was very loud and it was very odd noise at the airport. A crane was putting something in place at the time of the accident. Witnesses say winds were gusting, but no word yet on the cause. Drug makers and Medicare sitting down for the first time today to negotiate high drug prices. Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra. 